Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com. That stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention? It's free. Join us absolutely free. You just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights, and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage, and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light, absolutely free. Now enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters, and I'm very excited about our next guest. And I just want to welcome you here. We're in volume 13. I want to welcome you to this powerful season. This season is, uh, in this 2014 year, is unique in that's, that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age. And this is a year of let's get her done. <laughs> this is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, engage in our lives, and in the process, make a difference in our life and on this planet. So we are delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season. I want to rem remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of the season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment for you. So everything is here for you. You've actually co-created this moment. That's what's so powerful about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content, and we are delighted to have you here. I also want to remind you that the healing part of our name means transformation, transmogrification, realignment, and repatterning. It means that you are the light. <laughs> now, you may think that the masters are the beautiful speakers that we bring on board, but you are actually the master you are seeking. All of the answers are within you, and the masters that you're hearing on this series are just reminding you and giving you nudges and hints as to who you truly are as the master that is you, the bright, sparkling being of light and love you are. I am so glad that we've all come together in this beautiful community and are making a difference on this planet through everything that we're co-creating together. So thank you for joining us. 
And today, I'm really excited to welcome Christy Whitman. Christy is a, is a dear friend, um, and she is a New York Times bestselling author of Taming Your Alpha Bitch, <laughs> How to Be Fierce <laughs> and Feminine and Get Everything You Want. She's the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Academy. I know many of you have been through her program. It's, I think, one of the best programs out there for becoming a coach. It's a 12-month law, law of Attraction coaching certification program, and she's also the creator of the Enlightened Kid program. She has helped thousands of men and women around the world achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. Christy's life-changing message reaches over 100,000 people a month, and she's been, she's been actually seen on the Today Show, the Morning Show, uh, the Marilyn Dennis Show. Marilyn Dennis is actually a family friend um, in Canada. So, uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, and she's been quoted in 17, Women's World, Women's Day, Teen Vogue, People Magazine, Hollywood Life, Not Magazine, and she's also a certified Law of Attraction coach. Her work has been pr promoted and featured with, by the best-selling authors on this planet, like Marianne Williamson, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Marcy Shimoff, Brian Tracy, Neil Donald Walsh, Abraham Hicks, and Louise Hay. We are so delighted to welcome Christy Whitman today to Healing with the Masters. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much, Jennifer. <clears throat> so great to be here. It's great having you here. So, so you are someone who really feel feels to me like they've got this fine fine-tuned, honed-in capacity to understand abundance, understand that notion of flow. And um, I'm curious, how did you get to that? I mean, was there a, a pathway that most of us have a pathway that finally got us to, which usually starts with an opposite, but I'm curious, how did you? Oh, yeah, it was, it was an opposite for sure. <laughs> yeah, so t tell me your story of how you figured out abundance. Absolutely. Well, it was about 17 years ago, and I literally just kind of took one of those moments in time and went, oh, my God, my life literally sucks. I mean, I, <laughs> I was 30 pounds overweight. For right. me, that's a lot because I'm very small. I'm not even 5'2". Right. I um, was $60,000 in debt. I had moved from Chicago to California for the last, the latest and greatest bad guy who cheated on me and, you know, got, when I got there, had no support system, didn't know a single friend, didn't know anybody. So I was very alone. Um, you know, I, I quit my job because I just couldn't stand doing it anymore. I had absolutely no passion because I didn't know anybody and because I was so in debt and I didn't have a job. I couldn't afford to just, you know, have my own apartment. And so I rented a room in a, in a house, beautiful house, but with a very strange woman. So I literally was confined to a room. And this was my life. And spiritually speaking, I was so disconnected. I was so searching because I was raised, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I was raised in a very Catholic you know, upbringing. And for me, it just wasn't feeding me. And I had been very lost for years. And so it's like all aspects, just nothing was working in my life. And I met a woman who was a meditation teacher, and she was my very first teacher, and she started talking to me about what we now know as universal principles, that your thoughts create your reality, and that you, you know, get what you send out, basically. And so I started paying attention, and I went, oh, holy crap, because that's why I'm, you know, creating everything that I'm creating in my life. I could see why everything is so negative and not what I want, because my thoughts we're so completely rooted in lack. I mean, if there was a, a perspective to have, it was on not enough, not good enough, you know, everything was just in lack. And as I started to change the thoughts and started feeling a little bit better, I started seeing things really shift in my life. 
And so I started spending, you know, the time I spent with my parents really started observing and observing from a place of, you know, they've had a nice life, but my mom is never satisfied with the money my dad makes, the, her body, you know, in just anything, the people, she, the person she is, you know, what she's accomplished, anything. And so I realized, okay, this is my first teacher. This to me was goddess. This is, this was, you know, I need to pay attention to this because what she believes and, and the environment that I was literally plopped in, in is how I think and how I believe. And I could not believe not only how negative I was and how in lack I was, how in lack she was. And so I started to pay attention and then started to call forth information on the opposite, which is really abundance. And so started just becoming a student in my own life of what is abundance? What is the difference between lack and abundance? And, you know, with all the information I now know about the universal laws and abundance, it's like slowly but surely I started shifting a thought, shifting a belief, you know, shifting the energy from that lack to abundance, vibrating and deliberately coming into that field and that that really connection with abundance. And my life completely transformed, completely transformed. And I would like to say that I am so prospectively <laughs> in abundance all the time, but, you know, I am human walking this path as well. And there are moments where my lack upbringing, the thoughts, you know, whatever it is, come up. But I'm just so grateful that I have the tools to now shift it. Mm, wow. 30 pounds overweight, 60K in debt, cheated on you alone. I mean... That that's, it sounds like a country western. It song. does indeed. It does, Christy. <laughs> Cheated on me with thirty. <laughs> that is that's awesome. But it wasn't so awesome there. But and, and I'm pointing this out because Christy's life is very very different now, and and I love that that you share that. Um, you know, I just want to give perspective to people, to folks who are in something similar. I mean, sometimes, Christy, doesn't it feel like, and I've, I'm sure you found this with, with the many, many pe people you've coached, that it feels like there's like the volume of our life has to increase to a certain degree in order to get our freaking attention. Uh, mm. It's not just one thing. It feels like it piles on. And from your perspective, from the law of attraction, and I know that that's likely one of your laws, what, what's going on there? Why is that happening? Well, you know, it's like we, we kind of get that sort of addiction to suffering. And, and if we were, <laughs> yeah. again, it's like think of ourselves as being planted in the soils of life, right? So each, each of us as little beings, little energetic beings from the universe were planted in a, in a garden, right? And that garden was the, the environment that we were raised in. And so we don't, I didn't know any different. I mean, I just knew the way my parents interacted. I knew I didn't want a relationship like that, but I didn't know what the difference was. I, I didn't know that they were in lack. I just knew it didn't feel good. Right. You know, so, but, but it's like, that's what I got used to. And, and there are moments, and one of my biggest lessons and challenges has been as much success and abundance and, you know, um, joy and, and literally creating everything I've set out to create. There is that underlying feeling of, of that um, kind of addiction to suffering. And, and if I feel so good, there's that old part of me that wants to come in and sabotage. And, and I have to, you know, continually work with her and talk with her and allow myself to expand in my success and expand in that abundance. And 
you know, it's a conversation I don't have to have every single day anymore, but it was the internal work to really shift this old subpersonality that had been there since birth and, and had been raised in that environment. And, I, and you know, that's really what I feel like my true purpose is right now is that I, I like to consider, you know, someone like yourself, the masters that are on this series, myself, as egg crackers. And let me explain. I feel like there's a... Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Tell me what that is. <laughs> We're egg crackers. I feel like there's an eggshell, like it just this 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 card thing that just most of society is under, and it's like the lack, the limitation that there has to be suffering. You have to work hard and struggle. You know this old concept, this old um, perspective and and consciousness that most had, and then there's folks like us, Jennifer, that are on the other side, and we're like, hello, let's crack that egg, you can come out of there, it doesn't have to be that way, you know, and, and so I feel like we're the ones helping people crack that egg, and I feel so blessed that I get to do that, but that was me inside that egg, and and there's so many, and, and like you said, they're, they're just, they're addicted to suffering, and they don't know there's a better way, they, and they don't know how to get to the other side. Yeah, it's it's um it's the addiction part comes from almost just habituated behavior. It, there's just yeah. doesn't appear to be another choice. Yeah. So how do we move yeah. from that kind of addicted to suffering, um, feeling stuck in no choice, to uh, to moving outside of that sphere? How do we move from that place of inside the egg to outside the egg? Well, you know, our beliefs create our realities, and we attract everything from the beliefs that we have. So one of the big things for me and one of the teachings that I have been, you know, really helping people with for years because it's, it was my biggest gift that I was given was really shifting, you know, perspective from lack to abundance. And it's not a, a big major like, you know, like all of a sudden life is going to be totally different. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you never have lack thoughts or lack perspective again. Right. It's noticing and becoming aware of what are thoughts that are rooted in lack, what are beliefs that are rooted in lack. And you want to continue to have them. You know, it's like we have to ask ourselves individually, oh, wow, I, I'm believing that I can't find an ideal partner because there's no good men out there. Wow, that's kind of a lack thought. You know, do I want to continue to believe in that or do I want to believe that this actually is an abundant universe and the person that's actually, a, you know, an ideal partner for me is going to be out there and I can attract that person. You know, so it's like whenever we feel that sense of, constriction and we don't feel good there's a good <laughs> there's a good chance that we're in involved in some type of lack stream of thought some type of lack you know belief going on and when we can start you know tapping into our feelings and really knowing ourselves and it's like, you know, I just don't feel good. What, why, am I, why am I not feeling good right now? Why am I feeling down? You know, why am I feeling angry or frustrated? And then following the thoughts that preceded that feeling, you know, you can get to what your beliefs are. And when you change your belief that, you know, that well, there just isn't no, any good men out there, to, well, no, it's an abundant universe. There's plenty of available men out there. And you know what? He's probably just around the corner from me waiting. I just need one, you know. You're shifting out of that energetically. And what happens is you not only, you know, create something completely different, but you're vibrating. You start feeling better and you start feeling good. And that just that shift in emotions attracts different things, different circumstances, different people, different events, 
you know, that's what really gets attracted to you because you have changed your, you know, you've taken out the weeds, so to speak, and you planted in a beautiful flower. That's cool. So um, I like this notion of uh, of working backwards so that we can access the source belief. So essentially, um, what you're saying is we have these beliefs that, that, and you said earlier that your environment impacted your beliefs, so how you were raised impacted kind of that pattern of belief that you're standing on. Um, and so yeah. we can look at our thoughts as the breadcrumbs backwards to understand what that belief is. Is that the idea? I like that Hansel and Gretel. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's less dangerous than Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> okay, so so let's say we uh, we attract everything from our beliefs, and our beliefs are somewhat unconscious. Um, can you maybe guide us to how we can uh, use these breadcrumbs? I mean, you've got lots of experience, and you know, I've I've been doing this for a long time too. But for someone who might be new at this, how might they work backwards to access those beliefs? And then what do they do? Well, here's. Here's the beautiful thing, and this is what I love, 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 love about working with the universal laws, is that you have to take responsibility. You have to, coming from that premise that I create my own reality, okay? So if you're like, okay, I create my own reality, and you truly believe that within your being, and then you look at the things in your life, whether it's your relationships, whether it's your body and the health in your body, whether it's the money that you're attracting or the career that you're in or the social support that you have, the feelings that you have in general about life, your connection with yourself and the divine, all the kids, I mean, anything that's in our, we open our eyes and we see things in our outer reality. If we're dissatisfied with these things and it's not what we want, then there's something that's holding us back from prevent, preventing us from, you know, attracting what we want. So, for example... Let's just use money. Money is always that, that bugaboo area for a lot of people. So let's look at money and it's like, oh, I'm just constantly in debt. I can't get ahead. I can't pay my bills. I can't, you know, I, I can't get a uh, higher paying job so I can earn more income. It's like there's a reason because if you had your, your mindset set to abundance as it related to money, then you would have an abundance of money. So it's us that really has to you know, vibrate something different. We're energy generators. Everything in the universe is energy. All energy carries a vibration. And everything, because everything in the universe is energy, there's a vibratory relationship with every single, every single thing, whether it's money, which is just green energy, or food, or, you know, our, our husbands, our wives, our kids, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything has an energetic relationship. It's an ebb and a flow. It's a give and a take. It's a cause and effect. So we are the ones, though, that are the energy generators. We start the relationship. What we give out is going to come back. So if we look at this thing called money, it's like, oh, I don't have enough. I can't pay my bills. You know, it, it's, it's important to look at what are you thinking? What are you believing? So if you want to use the, you know, breadcrumb analogy, it's like, okay, there's four steps to change, which I find are fabulous and are very effective, is that one, recognize what your situation is. So using this example of money, I don't have any money. I'm in debt. I want more money. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel like heavy. You know, like recognize, be true, honest with the situation. 
And this goes against what a lot of people with law of attraction will say, because like, oh my God, so many people are afraid with law of attraction that if I look at what's not working in my life, I'll tra- continue to attract it. Right. Well, you're going to anyway, because it's a vibratory universe. So mm-hmm. just masking it and avoiding it and putting your head in the sand, you can't fool the universe. You're still vibrating in that space. So you might as well just take the notion, take a moment to really look at, be real and honest what's going on so that you can actually then shift it. So recognize what's going on. Second second step is acknowledge. The first part of this is acknowledge who created it. And the cliff note version, everybody, that you did is we all create our own reality. So it's like who created it? I did. And then why? You know, why did I create this? So what I like to do with this is write, you know, take a pen and a paper and write down number one through ten. What would I have to believe in order to create this particular situation? And then write down whatever comes to you. And it's amazing. Some of them will be throwaway answers. They'll be very surfaced answers. But when you get to that, oh, my gosh, that aha moment where the belief just pops out and you're like, wow, that is it. Then you go to step number three, which is really the releasing of it, which is the forgiveness. Forgive yourself, forgive your parents, forgive wherever you gained that from. You know, do whatever energetic releasing you need to do. And I know there's so many. We're such in a world where there's so many beautiful processes. There's so many masters that are, you know, and teachers that are available to teach so many beautiful techniques. And I know you're amazing at techniques and processes and everything, Jennifer. And so that that's the releasing part. And then the fourth step is change. What do you want to believe instead? Do you want to continue to believe that you're powerless to create the money that you want or you're not worthy or you're not enough or whatever the belief is, right? And then what is the belief that you do want to bring in? And you start from an energetic perspective. You know, it's not just using affirmations like, I'm abundant. It's like, I am abundant. You know, like feel that from like, inside yourself. I mean, it's like not even like from the, it's like all full body experience of just drinking in that new energy and what it would feel like to feel abundant or whatever you want to shift the belief to be. That's cool. Like actually, um, when you said that I could actually feel like this vibrational resonance of abundance moving through everyone by -hmm. just like saying, you saying with your energetic code of frequency <laughs> of vibrational resonance with abundance, you saying that it feels like it mirrors for us what's possible. It mirrors for us this notion of, so um, I, I, I really love that. And, and um, I would actually recommend Christy that you do that, do that a lot more with audiences because I've felt a jolt of abundance. Um, and uh, so could you do it again? <laughs> more <laughs> absolutely let's try it let's try a different one okay right so here we go i am free oh wow that almost made me cry wow let's oh. keep going this okay. is fun i am love mm. i am joy i am enough I am powerful. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
feels good. Oh. I can do that all day. Yeah, that was <laughs> great. Wow. So what you all just experienced there was an actual vibrational resonance that Christy held for you of the vibration of abundance and all of those words, freedom, joy, I'm enough. That is what abundance is. It's all those frequencies. Um, so there's been a shift on the call and there's some, some of you that I'm, I'm feeling are, I, I mean, there's these questions, Christy, that are like, how could I back to, I create my reality. I mean, even though there's been a shift, there are those that are still in that habit, you know, and they say, how could I have created cancer? How could I have created my son dying? How could I have created, um, this, this horrible tragedy that, that came out of the blue that was my fault that I didn't do anything to create? How could I have created that? And, and so I love that you're asking, I love that you're bringing that up because I will tell you, um, I have an amazing life and I literally have created everything that I deliberately intended to, but it doesn't mean that my life does not ever have contrast. And it doesn't mean that, you know, because we create our own reality that we meant to do these things. I have been through my sister committing suicide. I've been through a divorce. I've been through a loss of a job. I've been through my two month old child being rushed to the hospital to have open heart surgery and being in the hospital for a month. So there's things that I have experienced that are big tragedies in life. And a lot of times it's not what happens to us, it's what we do with what happens. Now, I, you could sit there and go, well, if I created my own reality, then I created my sister you know, committing suicide. Not really. Right. <laughs> she, she is also you know, the, the director, the creator of her own life experience. And she has her own, you know, she had her own choices to make in her life. Did it affect me? Does it still affect me? Absolutely. But that contrast gave birth to so much beauty because I am literally doing, I, I, I literally woke up to my life's purpose and my passion because of her transition, mm -hmm. because of that. I, going through a divorce, I was able to get so clear on the contrast that showed up from this ma wonderful man that I created an eight-year relationship with. But I got so much clarity from the type of wonderful man that I wanted to be with that I am now have that man in my life. We've been together seven years. We have two beautiful children. We continue to connect more and more each day. He's He is truly truly just amazing man and I wouldn't have had that or had the clarity if I hadn't been in that first relationship so we are here as expanding growing beings and so many people think well oh well I had a divorce now I'm just a failure I failed at a marriage and it's like we label ourselves you know forever to be doomed to failure because I broke a vow you know I could not make that work there's something wrong with me and here's a situation where it's not necessarily what happens to you. It's what you do next with what happens to you. What you decide will come, will be birthed out of this, this, this contrast, really. So we, um, we uh, basically um, have a life that guides us to be cracked open back to the egg analogy. And we can either be victimized by that life or we can use it, as you say, in these four steps of change. We can recognize our situation that most of the time these things show up for us to recognize. 
the situation that we're in and how we want to change it. We can acknowledge where we're at with whatever's showing up, and then we can use it to release, which it sounds like through all the tragedies you've experienced, you actually did find forgiveness. Is absolutely. that true? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my sister is now my, my partner on the other side of the veil. She's yeah. my, you know, she guides me in so many beautiful directions, and, and uh, I have a, a deeper connected. We were very, very close, my sister and I. She was 11 years older than me. Um, we're, you know, very, very, very different people, but God, when we got together, we were the true sense of the word sisters. Mm -hmm. And I still have that, even though she's now on the other side of the veil, it's like, now there's no even ego personality stuff, you know, there's no competition that we were great, great, literally great, you know, raised in Mm -hmm. to, to be, you know, pitted against one one another. It's like, now we're just pure soul to soul connection. And um, it's an even better divine relationship than it was before. And I'm grateful for her mm-hmm. and she's still in my life. And so, so it feels like there's another component here, which is gratitude. I hear this in everything you've said so far, that even in the midst of, of, of real life challenge, you seem to find gratitude. Share a little bit more about why that's important. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the universal laws that we, you know, I really talk about seven essential laws because there's the law of attraction, but it's the law of attraction is not the only game in town. There's the law of sufficiency and abundance is another major law. And when we are coming from a place of being victimized, feeling powerless, you know, any type of, um, you know, we're out of control, there's all these different problems, we're basically underneath that egg you know, we we can't create abundance. And the doorway to creating abundance is sufficiency because it's the law of sufficiency and abundance. It has to be okay for now. And you have to be you have to be good with what is. And when you're in that space of gratitude, when you're in that space of accepting whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, and you can find positive aspects and you can find things to be appreciative and grateful for, that's the doorway to more abundance because you can't attract abundance from lack. If this moment's not enough, this person that you're with is not enough, and, you know, your body is not enough, and the money you have is not enough, and the job you have, you know, if you're always looking at all the problems and all the things that's wrong with it, and you can't wait to get to the, you know, I just want to get to the next level, well, then you're saying, this level's not okay. Be grateful for this level. Be grateful for what you have right now. Right. And then... What happens is you expand that gratitude. You expand the positive aspects of what you do have in your life. That's the doorway to literally tune into that vibration, connect with that field of abundance. Wow. So gratitude and appreciation is very important. It almost feels opposite to what it would logically be. That Yeah. <laughs> that we have to be, I love the way you said that, we have to be good with what is. Be good with what is. Can you do that in the Christy Whitman vibrational frequency of voice? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in this moment, this moment where you have life, your life right now in this moment running through you, it's enough. Oh. It is. Right now in this moment, that is the life, the breath that's going in and out of your physical body. This is it. This is the show. It's right here, right now. 
feel the gratitude for just your breath, that you're in this body. That, that right there is enough. All the other stuff, find the positive aspects. You just got paid? Doesn't matter if it's less than what your bills are. You just got paid. I am so grateful I have this money. Before you go spend it, before you do the bills, feel the connection to this money and the gratitude. Feel the connection. If you're in credit card debt, feel the connection to the credit card debt and go, thank you. Because I was able to buy or do or whatever it was before I had the money. So I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful that I had those credit cards to help me through. Mm-hmm. There's always, we can look at any situation in our lives, and there's always positive aspects, and there's always negative aspects. It's the perception that we put on each and every single subject. No person is perfect. Yeah. There's, you know, qualities and things and patterns that show up in everybody that we have a relationship with. But the more you focus on the positive aspects, the more you see the light in that person, the more that's going to show up. That is law of attraction at its best. So whatever it is, whoever it is, it's enough. It's enough because it's right now. It's what you've been given. It's what you've attracted. It's enough. Wow, that brought tears to my eyes. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for that. Um, uh, so <laughs> it, it, the, the, the law of sufficiency uh, is the law of enough. I am enough. This is enough. And, you know, there are still people who are saying, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know those people. And you know what my three-year-old taught me the other day about that? What's that? He was saying, I can't do it. And I said, Maxim, don't ever say you can't. But if you need some help, all you have to do is ask. So now he has completely obliterated the word can't out of his three-year-old little language. And he'll go, he'll look at, try to do something. And then he's like, I need some help, please. (laughs) Instead of going to victim, I can't. How beautiful is that? (laughs) That's wonderful. So we could do that. Uh, We can say that to the universe, can't we? Yeah. Okay. So I need some help, please. Exactly. You know, the, the, the beings on the other side of the veil, they also have universal laws. And one (laughs) of them is they can't just give. You got to ask. Right. You've got to ask. You want something, ask for it. They are happy to assist you. Asking it is given. Exactly. But 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 the given part doesn't happen immediately. So what's going on there when we ask and ask and ask and ask and ask? <laughs> and it doesn't appear to show up. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I've been asking, where's my stuff, right? So what, exactly. what's happening with that is that we have to get up to vibrational speed with what we want. We have to be, again, coming from the basis of how our universe works. Everything is energy. All energy is, carries a vibration, and that vibration is communication that goes out to the universe, or if you want to call it law of attraction, that gives us more of the same. So if we are in the place of, here's a perfect example of how I'm going to um, bring in the mindset of lack and abundance and this whole thing, right? Okay. 
if we are focused on the problem, then we cannot, we're not in vibrational alignment with the answer. If we're like, oh, my God, this happened and it's horrible, and then we call our best friend and we talk about how horrible it is, and, oh, my God, this is the biggest problem ever, and then we overreact to it, and we create even more emotion around it, and then we want to just continue to complain about it, the answer cannot come. But the difference between someone with, uh, believe me, believe me, I've lived this, I grew up with this, I was this, problem comes and let's just spend days talking about the problem. And then the solutions can't come. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But now it's like something unwanted comes and I immediately say to myself, okay, what I know is true is that in this abundant universe there is at least nine options, at least nine solutions, at least nine points of clarity from this situation. What are they? Okay, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. Oh, yeah, something I never even thought about. I could do this because now I'm opening up to that field of possibilities. I'm opening up to the solution. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and so um, what you just did there is you gave yourself – what happens with most people is they get so stuck because they don't think they have any choices. So you just opened up a space of multiple choices that we can take. Uh, it's in this an, abundant universe. Uh, it's interesting. I, I think it was, I might have read it in one of your programs where um, uh, where you talked about the shuttle and how the shuttle um, is, a, is a, a whole bunch of mini course corrections. And, and uh, I'm not sure if that was you, but if it wasn't, um, it feels like you're talking about the same thing, which is it's not necessarily... It's a good one. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I said that. <laughs> I, thought that for sure, I thought for sure it was you. You know how sometimes you say stuff, then you're brilliant and don't even know what you said. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was you that said it, because um, I, I think it was Abby that shared it with me, because um, my sister Abby was, was in your program. And uh, she said that, um, you know, it's, it's this, the, the shuttle is, is not one just straight shot and in a straight line. It's like... Um, series of thousands and thousands of course corrections. So at any point in time, we can just course correct. We can just look at what's happening and say, oh, well, there must be a different way. There must be a different way of doing it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. Is that the idea? Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the difference between, um, you know, being willing to do the inner work to change your life. Because, again, it's not like, okay, now that you're aware that the more you focus on the problem, you're in lack – and the more you focus on the solution, you're in abundance. Um, ten minutes from now, you know, there could be a contrast or a problem that arises. And it's like it's in that moment, what you do in that moment, where you course correct. Do yeah. you stay stuck in the problem or do you, you know, that's a moment in time where you get to apply and then shift. Because the more you, the, qu- the quicker you shift, the more you, um, the more times you shift, you know, you are literally creating a totally different future for yourself right it's interesting i've seen people get afraid of of uh, and i think you've you've addressed this but i'd like to talk about it a little deeper they get afraid of um feeling the feelings like you know you talk about not not wallowing in essentially for days and weeks but there is a time frame where you can actually feel the upset there's a time frame you know for example if something tragic happens or something surprising happens or shocking happens to actually feel that is that is that true Absolutely. You know, our emotions are there 
not to be cut off. And I know many of us grew up with a generation where, you know, it's like we weren't supposed to cry. You know, we're told, so stop crying. You know, um, don't be don't be upset. Don't feel this. You know, so myself, I grew up where it was like, you know, if you had any type of emotions, oh, good God, you know, because if I'm a girl and I'm crying, it would upset <laughs> my dad or, you know, my mom would get angry with me right, or right. whatever. So um, what I didn't realize back then was that if you suppress any emotion, if it's anger, sadness, anything, you're also suppressing the higher emotions. So you can't feel, like really feel the joy. You can't really feel the love because you're not feeling the anger or you're not feeling the sadness. And so I remember years ago, um, Marianne Williamson is one of my dearest teachers and, you know, uh, one of my first teachers. And Wayne Dyer and Marianne Williamson were my two first teachers in this whole, you know, new way of thinking and, and, um, you know, this type of spirituality. And I remember years ago when my sister um, had committed suicide, I was listening to a, a tape of Marianne, and she said that if you have nine tears to cry and you only cry five, it's going to manifest somewhere. It's still in you, and mm-hmm. it's going to come out in some way. Right. And for me, that was my permission that if I felt the sadness bubbling up to just go, excuse myself, and I don't know why, but going into a closet, you know, I always happen to have a walk, walk, like a walk-in closet. I would go in my closet, close it, and just let myself cry. Right. Let myself have a sister moment of just pure. Because what happens really is if you truly open up to the emotion, it takes 90 seconds to process an emotion. Unless our thoughts keep spiraling. But to truly feel the the emotion to let that pierce and move through you, to let yourself really just cry and let just that move through you. Then on the other end, you feel cleansed. But if you stuff it down, it's like, you know, you you feel horrible, you feel bad, and you take that with you, and you're also cutting yourself off from the higher level emotions. So even even to this day, it's been um, 20 years, almost 20 years that my sister committed suicide. And um, I have a ritual that I do every year when we do our Christmas tree. And I have one of those um, ornaments from when we were kids. And so that is always the last. And it's one of those ones where they have the engraving and it said Terry. And so I've kept that. And it's always the last ornament that I put on my Christmas tree. And it, I, it's a blessing. And this year, all of a sudden, I just got choked up. And I said, excuse me, guys. And I just walked upstairs and I had some few tears. And I just went in my closet and I just let myself release those tears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get those tears. How you tears. doing, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a moment. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. So, um, this notion of, I, I didn't really, really take that in consciously that if we suppress these uh, uncomfortable emotions that we're actually suppressing the really happy, joyful, comfortable ones as well. Yeah. That is really incredible. And I love this idea of giving yourself 90 seconds, <laughs> giving yeah. yourself 90 seconds to feel you it. To. Yeah. You know, that, whatever that, it is. That, that is just so beautiful. So, um, and if, uh, you know, and and the fact that twenty years later you're still you still have some feelings around this, and there's still, so so these patterns, these beliefs, 
you said earlier in the call that you're still human. You still have moments from what you learned, the beliefs you learned in childhood. Um, is there ever an end to that? I mean, do we ever get cured? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think it is, honestly, and what I learned from one of my dearest teachers, Karen Lamarck Wilson, is that, you know, we have our pain bodies and then we have our joy bodies. You know, it's all our light body. But it's the detangling of the pain body. It's the detangling of the, you know, the, the, the kind of the limiting beliefs and the hurts and the things that we need to heal from, right, that detangle that, that energy. And again, if everything is energy and we've got stuck energy, if we yield to the new energy coming in and release the old energy, we still are healing and we become more in our joy body. So we experience more days of just complete pure joy and more moments of that and more moments of having, you know, higher emotions and, and all that. But it doesn't mean, because again, we're still walking this path, we're always going to have some type of contrast because that's what just happens. It's like we, when we experience contrast, we then can have clarity as far as what what else we want. And if we didn't have the contrast, we wouldn't, we wouldn't appreciate a lot of times the clarity. I'll just give you a very quick example. Um, one of my things to kind of have Christy time, because, you know, I I'm, I'm wear a lot of different hats. I'm a business owner. I'm a teacher. I'm a, a wife, a mother, a daughter, a friend. You know, I've got like, like many of us, right? So there's time that I cut out, and I've done this since my son Alex was four weeks old. My husband takes Sundays to golf. I take, a, you know, a couple hours on Saturdays, and I go get a massage. So I was in a massage, and all of a sudden I hear a baby cry. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Why is there a baby in a spa, right? I love babies as much as the next woman, but I certainly don't want to hear one when I'm getting a massage. And kind of kind of went to the, went to the spa to, you know, not hear children. Right. And it was kind of my time. But I'll tell you what, I have so appreciated every single massage I've had since then because there was just silence. And I appreciated the massages before that, too. Right. But wow, after that experience of hearing a baby cry for most of the whole entire massage and getting annoyed by it and processing my anger and my emotions around that, I have now just so been in appreciation of a quiet massage. Right, right. So these moments of contrast allowed us allow us to move into appreciations. And that's uh, of, of, of what's great um, about that same process. And, and that's what, you know, people leaving us, they sure move us into new levels of appreciation um, for what's important and what's not important in our lives. That's, so that's what all these moments are doing, really. They are actually raising our vibrations. Is that what's going on? Absolutely. I feel like we're becoming more, uh, more of us. We're, we're, who we are is like a, a lump of matter, our physical bodies, is really only 4% of who we are. That 96%, most of us haven't even tapped into. We have moments of it, you know. We, we can maybe, if we're teachers and we've been doing this a long time, we've been entangling it, we, we live more, you know, maybe at a 70 or 80% of who we really are. But I feel like we're all, these are all moments of, raising our consciousness so that we can connect more with who the fullness of who we really are so we can connect with that hundred percent and it's oh my gosh i mean those just those moments of just like you feel the ecstasy of like wow you know that it's like we're all moving towards that and 
everything, again, in our outer reality is reflecting what's going on within us. And if we start working with the universal laws and looking at our life from that perspective, it's not something's wrong with us or I'm not deserving or I'm not lucky or, you know, whatever we tell ourselves, I'm, you know, that I'm a victim, I, I can't, I seem to, whatever I do, I can't seem to fill in the blank. These are all moments and opportunities to go, huh, I don't want that experience, but what I do want is this, and this is why, because I want to feel abundance, I want to feel freedom, I want to feel love, I want to feel connected, and it's all an opportunity to connect more with the fullness of who we are. Right. Um, so the uh, sometimes that feels like that's hard. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 there's questions about, um, yeah, but this is just so damn hard. You know, I mean, this is just way too hard. There's too much going. So for the, I mean, you've been in the place of too much going on many times in your life. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to those folks? And, and can you do a little um, Christy Zhuzh around that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll tell you this. When there's those moments of too much going on and we start spinning, you know, doing too much, blah, 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 we get that, like, that mind, you know, going crazy with all these different thoughts. Yeah. That is the moment to literally stop and connect with your divine. That is the moment you, it's like, for me, that is the biggest clue that I need to stop, slow down, even if it's just for two minutes. Because when I'm spinning out of control and I've got so much going on and moving faster than I can actually consciously <laughs> handle, um, you know, that's when things like I, things don't flow. There's, there, all of a sudden, like things are, I'm bumping up against things. But it's the minute, the moment that I stop and just connect. And for me, I do a lot of goddess work. So for me, it's, it's just stepping into, I'm breathing in and just imagining like the goddess, like the goddess, mother goddess, just wrapping her arms around me. And just imagine that, that, that you can just imagine this beautiful goddess being that looks over all of the universe and just wraps her arms around you. And then you remember that you are a child of that. You are the divine of that. You are a goddess yourself or a whatever archetype works for you a priestess a warrior whatever it is for any of you but it's like that that feeling of i am me i am i am a goddess and then wow it's like it's the flow the synchronicities you know i think of someone they call i get oh my gosh i you know I get an email to be invited by something really um, amazing and miraculous. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it, the the miracle, the majesty of this thing called life and the connection to that, oh, never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> hmm. oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, we're all wrapped right now in the arms of the goddess. I love that. Oh, doesn't that feel good? Those are really good. And it kind of slows the whole pace down, doesn't it? Yeah. Because this is real mother. Yeah. This is mother. You yeah. Know? This is the real mother. Yeah. Wow, beautiful. Okay, let's let's talk about, let's change gears a little bit here. Let's talk about money. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> let's talk about money and, you know, how people get so messed up with money. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? How, how can we change our relationship with money? Let's just start with the very basic stuff, okay? Money is just energy. 
and all energy carries a vibration. So if we are vibrational beings and we are full of energy, right, we carry a vibration. That vibration through our thoughts, perceptions, preferences towards this thing that's the object, right, we have this energetic relationship. So imagine, if you will, this thing called money sitting in front of you. And imagine that this thing called money sitting in front of you, imagine that to be like a person, like if you were to actually have a relationship with this with this thing, this object. Would that person be in your life for long? Do you avoid that's a that great person? question. <laughs> yeah. So this could be your current perception and beliefs about money that could change into a different kind of personality. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So as you think of this thing called money, are you like, oh, I don't want to talk about this subject. Oh, it's not spiritual. Talk about money. You know, oh, just the bad people have it. You know, like what's coming up for you? What are those thoughts? Follow those thoughts. Where does that voice come from? Did your mom teach you that? Did your dad teach you that? Because all money is is a medium of exchange. That's it. It's energy. It's green energy. That's all it is. We are meaning makers as human beings, and we give meaning to everything. And we learn most of the meaning of what stuff is, this thing called money, from our parents. So look at your parents. Look at their relationship with money. Look at, think about your environment when you were a kid. Did your parents even talk about money or was it completely avoided altogether? And what was your relationship with money? Do you completely avoid it altogether? Or was it, you know, constantly the thing that your parents fought about? So it was, it was this constant conflict because of this thing called money. These are important things to ask yourself. And then to go deeper with that, if you were to have a small child follow you around for a week, what would this small child pick up from you about how you feel about money? Wow, that's a really cool question. So uh, well, that's a great exercise. If we had a small child following us around, what would they pick up about our perception of money? That's yeah. freaking brilliant, man. So, should, so that's really cool. So should we should we keep a little journal maybe on like like just do a little daily tally of 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 what that child might be noticing in our daily work and behavior? Absolutely. If you can every time you can go to your journal and go deep with that and then even as you're doing this self-discovery with this thing called money, you know, you get these big insights. You get this like all of a sudden you hear your dad or your mom in the back of your head or maybe it's your grandma or your grandpa write about that. What did they believe? And the question is, from the four steps to change, do you want to continue to believe that? Do you want to change your, your own relationship with money? If you do, then what you believe has to change. Your perception about money has to change. Because I will tell you something, and this, again, was not something I was raised with. Money for me was something other people had. They were, they were better than us because right. they had money. Right? And we, uh, you know, it, we weren't enough, and we just didn't have enough. And even though my dad busted his butt six days a week to show and give my mom and myself and my sister an amazing life, got to go on trips and, you know, wore nice clothes and lived in a beautiful house and all that kind of stuff, it never was going to be enough because the other people had it. Right. And they, if they had more, they were better. 
So that's other people have money, not me. So I big time had to shift that. And I got to tell you now, I love money. And you know why I love money? Because money provides freedom for me. Right. I figured out my relationship with money because it gives me freedom. It gives me the freedom to give my children food, whatever kind of food, the best kind of food. My kids don't eat just steak. They eat filet mignon. Right. They don't eat just broccoli. They eat organic broccoli. Right. So I know that that thing called money is the avenue through which I'm giving the best nutrients to my children so that they can grow up and, you know, just thrive nutritionally. Wow. That's one example. This is fascinating. I'm actually, um, uh, there, there's these questions about kind of like how dare you like how mm -hmm. dare you feed your child filet mignon when there's people starving in somewhere <laughs> so that yeah. is that's also a belief isn't it that they're experiencing and that's what they're resonating with and that's what they're creating in their life that they don't deserve yeah. filet mignon because someone else doesn't have it it's kind of the opposite of of what you were talking about Exactly. That's coming from a lack perspective. There's no pie in the sky that says that if I feed my children filet mignon, nobody else can have it. Right. We all create our own pie. There's no limitation <laughs> in this universe. Right. We can all feed our children filet mignon if that's what we choose to do. We all have our, you know, we, we all can have whatever it is we want. We can have it and have, have it all, but we define what's it and what's all. Right. We define what's important in our own lives. We're the creator of our own life experience. And by me tapping into my abundance and enjoying this thing called money, because it provides us trips, it provides me an opportunity. Mar Marianne Williamson is running for Congress, and I'm going to throw a boatload of money right. to help her with her fundraiser. Right. If I didn't have any money, I wouldn't be able to help her. Right, right. If I didn't have any money, I wouldn't be able to literally give thousands of dollars a year to the hospital that saved my child's life. Right, right. That's saving other lives now because of it. Yes. So, so, so we get to move this into... This notion of money yeah. and that we don't deserve it and, and if I take too much, other, or others aren't going to have it. You know, I love what Abraham Hicks says. They say, you can never be, you know, sick enough to help get somebody else to be well. Right. We're all responsible for our own well-being and our own health and our own wealth. We're, we're all, we all create our own reality. And it's not taking from somebody else's reality. Wow, beautiful. Beautifully said. And, and, and again, there is a vibrational resonance behind it that's actually feeding, it feels like, that's what I'm sensing, that the vibrational resonance behind your words, this is someone who lives an abundant life and not not from just receiving, but an abundant life also means giving, which is what you're sharing. It's about um, giving and receiving. That's the si That's the, the cycle of abundance. Is, is that true? Absolutely. And you bet. It's For me, abundance is so much, it's like, let's give, and then I happily receive. Right, right. So, so I, you this, know, this... again, if, if one thing can get through to every single person that's listening, is that you are an energy generator. And whatever you want to create in your reality, you give it out first. If you want more love, give out love. If you want more understanding, give out understanding. If you want more patience, give out more patience. You give it out first. 
and then you receive it. And again, it feels backwards, but it's actually how it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, we didn't go deep into the universal laws, but um, I'd love for you, if you would be open to, um, to kind of, kind of give us one more final uh, Christy Zhuzh, um and, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, lead us off with the energy of, uh, of abundance and, and possibility. So whatever is coming to mind and as you tap into the audience feels like it would be perfect for us. Absolutely. Just I want each one of you to know that you were birthed literally from a universe that knows abundance, that is constantly showing evidence of abundance. And that is always a possibility for you. Look at, you know, a, a beach with grains of sand. We can't possibly count all the grains of sand. There's an abundance. The water that, you know, splashes up against that beach there's so much water. There's, I can't count the ounces of water or the waves that crash up against the shore. You are that abundance. You are birthed from that creator that created that abundance. And when you start tuning into and feel, feel, feel it right now. Be, you are abundant. Say it. I am abundant. Let it go like from the, the DNA in your cells. I mean, just let yourselves soak that up. You are abundant. We're always attracting or repelling, depending on what our beliefs are. And you start shifting to, I am abundant. I am the, I am the source of my abundance. God and myself, God as creator, we are the source of my abundance. My abundance doesn't come from any person, place, thing, job. My abundance comes from me. I am abundant. I attract what I am. I'm abundant. So it is. And so it is. And move into your next state of abundance that we're, that Christy just beautifully, beautifully guided us into. I am abundant. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm abundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you so very, very much, Christy, for the, for honoring us with your energy and your presence and your commitment and your engagement. Um, to this field of abundance and, and inculcating our energy spheres with, uh, with your gift of really uh, knowing this topic and subject so well. Um, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate what you're doing on the planet, and I'm so honored that you, we got to play together finally, and uh, we got to share your gifts with our audience. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Thank you, Jennifer. Well received totally in my heart. Thank you very much. Thank you, and thanks to everyone. We love you all so very, very much. So honored that you've chosen to hang out with us and explore your mastery uh, through these wonderful speakers. We love you, and until next time, bye-bye now. Bye, everybody. And remember, if you'd like to join us for any of our live shows, just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H. WTM as in Healing with the Masters podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season.